Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Welcome, friends. Welcome, all the beautiful people, to the Simon Says Podcast. That's us. We're the Get Up Show. Sean and Maddie here. Charlie's off because of the thing that happened. Yeah, we don't like to talk about it right now. Nah, I'm not going to talk about it right now. No, let's not talk about it right now. Probably shouldn't talk about it. No, it's but, law, lawsuits and whatnot. Yeah, don't talk about it. But <laughs> we're we're glad that you're here. We appreciate you so much. You're the reason that we do this, that, and, you know, that they let us do it. So be sure that you subscribe and like and all of those things. So you went all the way to the mountains to get a Christmas tree. Did you cut it yourself? So that was the disappointing thing. So we went all the way to Boone to a, a tree lot and it was super neat. Like you go in and they tell you where to go and then they give you a giant stick and then they point you in the direction of here, well, here's where we're cutting from this, you know, today. Wait, wait a minute. You're saying stuff. What do they give you a giant stick for? To measure the tree. It's ah. got marks on it. So like how many feet? Got it. So, and, it, and then the pricing goes by how many, you know, feet it is. Sure. Um, but I was all excited, you know, because I was led to believe it was a cut-your-own-tree kind of scenario. Was it a B-Y-O-C-S? No. And if I had brought my CS, I would not have been allowed to take it up onto the mountain with me. Why? So I just had to waggle my stick around, and then the nice man came over and cut my tree down for me, and then they they haul it back down, and then I pull my truck up, and then they threw it on top, and away we went for the two hours back from Boone. <laughs> So you drove all that way to get a tree, and and the only difference was you got to see them kill it. Yeah, and I got to pick it out. It was almost like, you know, choose your own. <laughs> it's like, uh, who is going down today? Uh, you. So huh. I, I was the ender of tree life. But you know, on the other side of it is is that we are now, God, we did it on Thanksgiving Day, so week later-ish, and it hasn't really started dropping needles yet. I mean, so it, it was real fresh. Did y'all do that thing where you drill a hole up into the center of it and stuff it with cotton balls? No, that's a thing? Oh, dude, you don't know about that? No, doesn't it make that more flammable, or is it to suck the water up? Flammable? No, you drill a hole up into the trunk, right in the center of the trunk, that center ring. Yeah. You After they do the fresh cut, which your whole thing was a fresh cut, so right. that that negates having to do a fresh cut. But you do the fresh cut, and then you drill straight up into the middle, and then you shove cotton balls up in that, and that, that adds to the, uh, I, I think the technical term is the sucker-upperness, so that it, it really <laughs> pulls water up in there. 
And yeah. it, it apparently, it, it'll drink more water and keep it fresher longer, but I don't know that any of those tricks work. Like putting sugar in the dang thing or putting aspirins in there, whatever. But I don't, by, I don't by, know. By doing that, aren't you in fact giving it a wick? What are you putting in your tree stand? Are you putting gasoline in there? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, if it dries out, if something happens, then my tree is stuffed full of cotton. Are you so, lighting your tree? Not on purpose. <laughs> I don't know what happens. You know, look, I watched a video the other day of a of a cat and a dog playing, and the cat was standing too close to a candle, and then its tail set on fire, and it ran around the house setting things on fire. Now, that's good comedy. I saw a squirrel do that in a video one time. The squirrel got too close to a candle and caught on fire, and squirrels don't know no. so it just ran around setting stuff on fire it doesn't know to stop drop and roll it just knows to run around in terror yeah they they don't stop or drop or roll no they like to find curtains <laughs> let me stand in your curtains so everybody this year i think the hardest item to find there's one every year and i can remember when i was a kid cabbage patch kids were probably the first fist fight item in memory yeah for at, me too at the stores yeah I don't remember ever asking for anything that was super de duper hard to find. Like this year, the PS5, I believe, is probably the one. That and the new Xbox, they both kind of came out at the same time, and both of them are ridiculously expensive and hard to find, which I think is crazy when companies do that. They're like, yeah, this is going to be the best, hottest new thing. Uh, here's five of them. Now fight, peasants. You know, <laughs> get at it. Well, it's the best marketing ploy ever to make fewer than you need. So that there's that ravenous want for them, you know? Yeah, but I feel like it would have been fine on its own. Like, even if it wasn't five of them, I mean, you put out, you know, 5,000, you know, a million, that I think there would have been sold. So mm. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. No, nah, I think you have to put that, oh my God, I can't have it, so I want it thing out there. That's part of Oh, it. the ooh, I want it factor. Yes, that. But, you know, it's so foreign to me. I was never a huge video game guy. I told you the last video game that I had was a borrowed Nintendo and and I got so hooked on it. This was this was in Raleigh G105 days. Okay. That I was playing the Mario 3 and trying to swim under the lava and I would be late to work just one more time. I know I could swim under that damn lava. Oh. I'm going to try it one more time. Um, but that was the last video game that I really got into. I got one of those little things that you plug into your TV that has classic like Pac-Man and Galaga because Galaga uh, was my arcade game, man. I would rule at Galaga. It's not as much fun as you think it would be. Like I got one of those from my kid and I was like, oh, that's super cool. And I plugged it in. I'm like, oh, there's a this, this is real. The graphics are terrible in this game. That and <laughs> you miss the feeling of the buttons. Like you have yeah. your system. It you You have your stance. And the feeling, like, you, you remember the sit-down versions of those games that they used to have at Pizza Hut? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh, sucked. Sure. Because it didn't feel <laughs> the same. Like, it's, oh, man, they got a Galaga in here. I'm going to sit down in this cramped little school desk and play it. Nah. It, you could never beat your high score in that thing. You know, but it's, anyway. It's funny because I've been playing a game that I bought at the beginning of quarantine. Uh, I bought it online for way too much money, but I have gotten my money's worth out of this game. I've been playing it almost a couple times a week. Like multiple times a week, Wait, usually. Is this the one where you were stalking, trying to find where a woman had broken a man's heart and sold his game super yeah. cheap? What a yeah. great plan. Tell yeah. me about that. Oh, well, yeah, my my thought was to look on Facebook Marketplace when this game, it was a college football game for Xbox. And I was thinking like, all right, well, I bet 
some girlfriend or you know situation or wife is going to like sell her husband's games and and not know what she's selling and not realize that it's worth a lot of money or a mom is going to clean out a kid's collection yeah because they're in trouble or something and i'll also uh i'll win that way but it didn't work out for me god you're Every- cold-hearted you're awful look man i'd like to think that it's it would be full circle in the universe, and that, that person would be sad, but at least they would know that it's going to a good place. <laughs> so your maybe, life sucks, but I win. Yeah, I win off of your misery <laughs> in your face. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I never got into that. I'm glad that my kid isn't into those either, but I, I know a lot of people whose kids are. You well, know, dude, and- even, even mine, we had to have a very a, a heart-to-heart with our teens that, uh, you know, look, they can they can beg and plead all they want, but we're done buying game systems like that. That's it. Now they're, they have officially hit that point where, you know, you're, you're of an age to start generating your own income. Cause they were begging back and forth about the stupid Nintendo switch. But meanwhile, we've got, you know, two Wii's, multiple Xboxes. you know what I mean? Like, so just you're done. You're done at this point. If you got one more, Wii, you could go Wii, Wii, Wii all the way home. I'm already home. Look at oh. that. I just here's, want some roast beef. Here's some uh, five habits that cause people to avoid you. See if you have any of these. To and avoid this, me? Okay. Anybody who yeah, has these habits. Yeah. Do you talk too much? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Well, sometimes I think you have that nervous thing where you fill. Oh, my God, yeah. And I think about that's the problem, and then I realize I'm doing it because you've told me that in meetings to shut up. <laughs> I, I never said shut up. <laughs> no, you're right. You haven't used that word, but you have definitely, I've gotten glances and texts to wrap it up. <laughs> because sometimes in your need to say words to fill because you're nervous, you'll give away the whole farm. I know. I understand. And I got, I get made fun of because like I'll have conversations with like strangers and then everybody gets embarrassed because I won't stop it. Like I, yeah. it's like, and then, and or uh-huh. I'll ask another question, and then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Look what I've done. You got to always leave it on a high, man. You you get to that good point. I don't care if you've only said three words. If they laugh or if you've made them feel good, whatever it is, if you if you get to that that pinnacle of emotion is what I say. That's get, like the Costanza thing, the George Costanza of like he would make yeah. somebody laugh and then drop you know, drop the mic and walk out. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that, but a lot of times you know it'd be like in the show where he like he just sat down, he made it funny, and then he well I gotta go. That's it. <laughs> I gotta I go. T- totally agree with that in in all aspects of life. Talking too much is the first thing that that causes people to avoid you. Um, that puts people off with if you just talk too much. Not returning any favors if you always accept favors, but you do not reciprocate. I always try. Like I, I try to. I try. try. Yeah, no, you're you're good at that. I mean, I and I like to think that I I try to go out of my way. You know, if I say, hey, I I owe you one. If someone comes to me and I know that I owe them some, like I'll I'll go out of my way to try to make it happen if I can I do it. You rock at that. I just don't think I'm good at much. I don't know what favors I can return because I. I'm not very skilled in any ways. Well, see, you pay me back all the time with my when I have culinary questions. You're like my own butterball turkey hotline. Oh, I'm your butterball. <laughs> oh, look, at <laughs> you. look at you. The next one is having bad breath. Oh, that's a problem. I mean, Pe- and that's a people, bummer. 
People will reject you if you have bad breath. Brush your teeth. Have mints nearby. It's one of those things that we don't pay attention to or we can't really smell our own breath. Now, that's that's bad. I guess if you did smell your own, it would be way out of line by then. But then, then I qu- here's the question. If you do the old <laughs> into your hand and sniff, or yeah. like have you ever done the thing where you breathe out and then sniff in real quick with your nose? Yeah. Okay. Is that an accurate representation of your breath, or is it? are you still not quite getting the full effect? I think that it's not, since it's your own, you're not getting the full impact of it. I think you got to have somebody on standby, like Michael had Dwight, and he could go <sighs> right in his face, and Dwight's response was, good, not great. <laughs> my kid got me the other day. I was looking at something on my phone, and she was over my shoulder, and it was first thing in the morning, so that's in her in her defense. But man, I wanted to be like, yo, go right now and clean that. Oh, your, your daughter had bad breath? Well, it's first thing in the morning, so I can't give her too much you know, grief, yeah. but oh, it was bad. Yeah, and there's sometimes, like some people get a pass. Like if you're, you're in a, a loving relationship with somebody, or if it's your child, you, you give them a pass, but then... This is so accurate because if it's somebody else that you don't have to interact with and they chronically have stank breath, I'm just not going to deal with them anymore. Yeah, no. I. Oh. Oh, my God. I dated a girl in D.C. and she had rotten breath and I realized it was because of her teeth, man. And I had, no. to, end, I had to end that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's hard to drop the subtle hints. So like she wasn't having good tooth hygiene. She wasn't going to the dentist and stuff. She had like, you know, her teeth were touching. She had like, you know, overlapping teeth on the bottom. And I realized after some time, that's what that is. And you can't say anything. You can't subtly be like, hey, eat these Altoids. These are great. These are. Have you heard of these? Hey, these I, are curiously strong peppermints. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, you know what's super attractive to me? Uh, you know, it's kind of my big turn on is let me floss your teeth. <laughs> let me get in there. Go on. I had a, I had a situation in a store. I'm not going to give any any indication just in case I doubt this person would listen but I had to buy something and it required the salesperson being you know right on me yeah and dude his mouth was foul <laughs> and I look at my wife and I'm like this is not good and she's like Are what you are you talking in on this yeah and she's like well I don't know what you're talking about and then he went and said something to her she was like oh I gotcha <laughs> And so I thought, oh, maybe it was just a bad day. We had to go back to that same store. And sure enough, man, he there's there's my guy. And my guy was still... Again? Just vicious. Huh. Oh, it was just, just... I can't even describe it. It's just oh, I, that, that hot burning <laughs> eye water smell. I, I had to do some business with these guys at this boat store. And he had this this thing that he always did. He said if somebody would come in and they had that kind of breath, he would say, hey, did you step in poop? <laughs> and if they'd say no, he'd say, here, have an Altoid. Oh, see, that's – see, I hate that because I don't want like, – okay, and I guess at the root of it all is I don't want to be that guy. And that's my terror is that my terror is that, that no one would tell me that my breath is that bad. Like, I feel like, though, I feel like you would have said something to me if you had noticed it because we – you know, in our time together, we've worked – for sure. a very long time and you notoriously have the minty smell of, of your banaca spray but i feel like you would have said something to me right 
Like you're, we're yeah, cool man. enough that you would tell me if I had the worst breath in the world. I've never, never noticed anything offensive uh, about like your you, smells. I want to make it clear that you or Charlie both have the right to tell me. Like this is, yeah. I mean, we're this is a real relationship, and <laughs> that we spend as much time as my my loved ones. And I, I, I request if I smell bad, I want to know about it. <laughs> The next thing that makes people avoid you is acting snobbish when you're cold, act snobbish, or simply look down on other people because you're too insecure that you'll be rejected. Oh, so just shut them down before you get shut down kind of thing? Yeah, I used to do a lot of that. Maybe. I don't know. And and the final one is if you're a (laughs) know-it-all. Well... I feel like we have somebody in the room who might not uh, want to think about that. Huh? You know what I'm saying? She's not even here, man. Not, don't talk, oh, come don't on. talk about her if she's not here because <laughs> of what happened. <laughs> Look, you're a little, you, you got a little bit of that too, sir. I'm in just what saying. way? Tell, it, tell me 50 or 75 examples. Yeah, I just feel like sometimes somebody who knows the answer all the time is like, <laughs> no, this is the answer. Yeah, but I can also tell you when I'm wrong. I mean, it's super rare. I can probably count on one hand the number. Of- <laughs> yeah, and that hand was belongs to an old grizzled shop teacher who's seen some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I mean, yeah, I think I, I do have that kind of uh, I know a lot of stuff thing, but it's only because I know a lot of stuff. Yeah, but it's also interesting, too, when it pops up, because it's usually about stuff that you wouldn't even think that you would know about. Well, what I mean by that is just random trivia. Like, hey, by the way. Useless crap that'll never get me anywhere in life. But also that stuff isn't rubbed in my face. But there are other times where I feel like it's a little bit of, (laughs) yeah. Oh, well, that's completely for effect. Because here's the thing. You can't avoid, avoid me as long as you work here. That's true. I need so, this. So. so good luck. Good luck with that. Well, then I'm going to bring my stink around you. <laughs> so there's a new thing. They're they're asking for weird cookie recipes, and you could make money at it. I can't even think of a weird cookie recipe. Yeah. Tell me if you think. Tell me, do you think this is weird? Because okay. I got some looks when I talked about this. I don't love chocolate chip cookies, but I like the cookie part. Like when uh, I don't eat this kind of crap anymore. But like if you got Chips Ahoy. Yeah, not not the chewy ones because they are awful. They taste like some kind of oil. They taste like an industrial accident. I disagree. I I will, I will crush some soft serve cookies. Oh my god! But I'm talking about the Chips Ahoy soft ones. Okay, not those, but the something other went wrong. Yeah, something happened in there, and they were like, eh, "It's too late now. We got them in the package." Right. I mean, we can't, we gotta make our cash. But the the original Chips Ahoy cookies, I would love to come across one of those that had little or no chocolate chips. Like there'd be one every few packages where you come across one and and it would be mostly cookie and almost no chocolate chips. That's what I want. And I think it's a molasses cookie. And and that's what I want is just the cookie without the chocolate chips. Do you find that weird? Yeah. God, that's what I want. Well, I guess I was going to say, isn't that a sugar cookie, but it's a completely no. different cookie. No, you're Hell right. No. I'm trying to think. It's been a while. It's the brown sugar, so it is molasses. Because it's that's a molasses cookie. The last time I made, I used to, I was a Toll House champ. I had a Toll House cookbook. It, I used to love making cookies. And that used to make me so mad when they would call a chocolate chip cookie a Toll House cookie. I didn't want to hear it. What does that mean? Why? Why is it Toll House? Is it's, that? It's just the chocolate chips. But why? I don't know. That's just tell like the me. brand name. What, I don't know what to tell you. It's a brand name chocolate it's not. chip. No. Yeah, it is. 
No. Why? What's the, the brand name of chocolate chips? Hershey's. No. Nestle. We never use those. You Wait a know. minute. Nestle's is Toll House. Well, then why? <laughs> no. I never used... Um, uh, you know, it's not till later in life where you're like, well, I'm going to bouge this up and get some Ghirardelli or uh, what's some other really high-end ones. But I, who, who I get it. I totally get what you're talking about. And I, so you just like, if you just want to get like, make the batter for a chocolate chip cookie, but then never put the chocolate chips in or put like a fraction of the chips in. No chips, man. I don't want no chips in there. You know what would be good though? Like a walnut. The Toll House Inn what? of, listen, the Toll House Inn of Whitman, Massachusetts was established in 1930 by Ken, uh, Kenneth and Ruth Graves. Wakefield. Oh, shoot. They got more names. Kenneth and Ruth Graves Wakefield. <laughs> okay. Toll House chocolate chip cookies are named after the inn. Contrary to its name and the sign, which still stands despite the building having burned down in 1984, was the, site was, the site was never a toll house. It was built in 1817, not 1709. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm okay. telling you now. Oh, thanks. So apparently... All right, stand by. But they're Ruth, Ruth Wakefield cooked all the food served and soon gained local fame for her desserts in 1936 while adapting her butter drop dough cookie recipe. She invented the first chocolate chip cookie using a bar of semi-sweet chocolate made by Nestle. The new dessert soon became very popular. Wakefield contacted Nestle and they struck a deal. The company would print her recipe on the cover of all their semi-sweet chocolate bars, and she would get a lifetime supply. What a ripoff! Wait, that's she all got she a, got? She just she got, got chocolate? Lifetime supply of chocolate you can't eat. That semi-sweet stuff. Nestle began making marketing chocolate chips to be used, especially for cookies. Yep. Wakefield wrote a cookbook, Toll House Tried and True Recipes, that went through 39 printings. So that's why they're called Toll House. I tried to tell you. <laughs> Do you think that she... No, wait, here's a question. Do you think that... So that because she sold off the right to this, what would become one of the most legendary recipes of all time, uh-huh. that do you think she then waved residual cookie money off of because she got a lifetime supply of chocolate? Yes. Oh, man. I love... You know, it's so sad when you hear about deals like that where someone... What was another? There was something with one of the cereals. But it was like, you know, yeah, yeah, give us this. We'll give you... Uh, you know, here's a hundred bucks. All right, that's you know, it's probably the best I'll ever do with this. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's an it's a icon. billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, oh, billion times over. Yep. You- the fire started New Year's Eve, 1984, in the kitchen. It was a cookie-related accident. No, I she don't was, know if it was cookies or she not. She was crazy drunk and just throwing chocolate chips around like, this is all I got now. <laughs> this is your inheritance, children. Eat your chocolate chips. So you're going to eat a McRib? Speaking of food, McRib is back. Uh, and this is weird, man, because this negates having – I've told you before, probably on the podcast, this negates having the McRib locator. My friend Rawls, um, the day before the McRib nationwide launch – found on the locator that they were in Nightdale, North Carolina, which is an hour. No, nah, it's not an hour. I don't know. It's 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 a good drive from where he lives. And he drove to get his two McRibs the day before they came out nationwide when he could have waited less than 24 hours and got McRibs right up the street from his house. 
It's funny because it reminds me when guys used to wait outside at games, like video game stores, to buy like whatever game the night before. Like it comes yeah. out at midnight. We're there at twelve oh one or like a movie premiere. Like you're really going out of your way to get a McRib. When now they're like, yeah, they're gonna be everywhere. They're not everywhere. gonna run out. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, we haven't had. I haven't felt that burning desire to have one. Didn't we know. get them together a couple years ago? Like, you know, I eat differently now than I used to. Yeah, but I feel like we get them. Like, we get all fired up, and then we get it, and they're like, and then it's over. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it was like, that was it. And then you're just left with this, you know, red residue on your hands, and you're like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do to myself? That was like the last time I wanted a Big Mac. Like, I was all about the Big Mac, and I'm like, I want this. It's going to be so good. And I ate it, and I, when I got done, I'm like, that wasn't what I thought. <laughs> Come on, man. You mean it wasn't what you thought. They hadn't changed them. No, but, it just didn't It didn't hit me in the soul the way like I wanted uh, it so bad. Like and, I, and I, just, see, I envisioned. It's like you picture the commercial. You know what I mean? And you're like, you're seeing yeah. that thing, and it looks, and, you know, and you're getting in the drive-thru, and you're like, oh, and it's in the bag, and you get, you rip it, it open the good. box. Oh, yeah, and then you eat it, and you're like... Well, it's over now. What have I done? Oh, well, I did it. But see, that's that's part of my thing is the McRib used to be such an event for me. And they we didn't have them in D.C. And so when I would come down to visit, I would get bags of them, take them back up the road and freeze them. Yeah. And and that way I, I would be like, I'll have these until I go back next time. And then I'd, you know, night eat and eat the whole dang bag. But I'm thinking now, like I'm looking at a picture of a McRib right now online. And it looks fantastic, and it brings back all those memories of the McRib. And I order it without onions so that yeah, I can me too. get it hot. And gee whiz. And, and I'm thinking it looks so fantastic. But yeah. what if and I then get you pour it? The, you pour the fries into the thing, and then you get some of that sauce on the fries. Oh, and put it. And after you have a couple bites, you put a couple of fries on the McRib so you get that whole meld. But then what if I go get the McRib, 2020 McRib? I could count on it. This year has been awful i go get a mcrib i know what it's going to be like and then i eat it and it's like ah. all right you here, know here's what we might have to do so we might have to have a socially distant play date and go go get mcribs <laughs> like we live pretty close to each other so i mean we could just go meet there's a uh, a few mcdonald's within our our, our region there's one up on green valley yeah there is that one up on green valley so pretty maybe close. what we do we'll go uh we'll go head over to steve's bp and get some gas I and love then, those guys. And then go over and uh, get some some McCribs. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about Steve's real quick. I, I had broken a wheel on my car. That dang car. Steve makes a joke. You can't come in here. Every time you come in here, I put a tire on your car. That car loves tires. Well, anyway, I, I was losing air on one of my tires, and I took it in there for them to hopefully find a nail, you know, whatever. Right. And as it turned out, the wheel was broken. So you broke your rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a pothole. That car loves potholes. And we've got some legendary ones around here. Like where that that hot mom lives. When I'm looking to see if I can get a glimpse (laughs) of her, I hit that pothole. And it's not like a ba-boom. It's like a ba-boom. Oh, yeah. You know it. There used to be a ton of those in D.C. where you hit it and it'd just be like, oh, that's probably broke something. The whole axle. But anyway, so before we knew that the wheel was broken, we have this system where I'll go over there. I'll say, Steve, I need you to do this and that. And he'll get in the car with me and I'll drive over to my house. And then he'll get in the driver's seat and drive my car home. So we're driving to my house. And uh, there's this old dude who walks his giant 
white dog, and the dog drives me crazy because it's, I'm, 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 I'm. It'll bark at everything. It barks at a tree. It'll bark at the mailbox. It'll bark at every car that goes by. No matter what, it'll turn around. It'll get all the way down the road and then be like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> turn around and bark at you yeah so he's walking down the road and he's a little guy and the dog is bigger than he is and steve goes look at that man that dog is walking him isn't he and i said steve that guy is a mime he said a what i said he's a mime that's what he did for a living i think he's retired now but he's a mime he goes a mime what's that i said you know <laughs> Those guys, white, white painted faces are kind of like clowns. And then I acted out the thing where I was in a box. Yeah. He goes, oh, how about that? Well, I'm a clown that works at a gas station. <laughs> cool moment. I love those guys, man. They're like, I just like the, you can get, get in my car. Let's go over a ride. He's go. like, um, you know, five generations deep over there at that place. I always say that. All right. So we've got this thing on the Facebook page. This is so cool. If you hadn't done it yet, I had to dig through this thing. It was posted up on November 18th, but I have been wanting to get into this. It's uh, what's something you've done that you're reasonably confident you're the only person on my friends list who has done it. And some of these are incredible. I'm going to blow through these fast. Ready? Okay. Deidre, set myself on fire several times. Cindy, uh-huh. skinny dipped in the Mississippi. Tracy, ate breakfast with blind melon. Debbie had leeches on my legs from swimming at Moosehead Lake. <laughs> oh, Patty ate pork brains and eggs. Ew. Oh. Tamara, born on an island in the Pacific. Could you be more Pacific? Laura flew from the West Coast to the East Coast by myself at age 13. My arms were so tired. Nice one. But I'm pumped. Shannon almost fell off a cliff in Nevada when I was a kid. I was literally hanging onto a bush. My brother saved my life. Oh, my God. I want to hear that story. Isn't that wild? Shelly, I married one of my musical heroes. We don't get to find out who? Yanni. (laughs) Uh, Michael, couldn't hold it. Had to drop a deuce in a church parking lot on my way to work at 5 a.m. Lost a nice hat that day. Jody did shots with a famous NASCAR driver on New Year's Eve in 1999 when the world was coming to an end. Side note, I know a guy who had to use the bathroom in the bushes in front of bricks <laughs> on Lawndale. You know, the worst thing is the when you're having a bathroom emergency and you're thinking everything's going right and then you get busted. This happened to me on the Eastern Shore the other day. <laughs> I had been holding it all the way from South Hill, Virginia till Cheriton, which is three hours i had to pee in south hill and i held it all the way to cheriton and then i go we're, we're buying bags of oysters and i run into the store which is next to where the seafood trucks are and they've got dang uh like a florida like a stand-up full of sunglasses blocking the bathroom door which tells me they have no restroom for me oh so i run outside and I'm like, what do I do? I'm finna explode. I'm gonna ruin my bladder like the the host of Survivor, what's his face did. So I go between the two giant seafood trucks. Nobody can see me. Nobody's coming. I'm in the middle of the eastern shore of Virginia. It's nobody out there. So I'm I'm taking care of business, and the guy who's coming to sell us the oysters pulls right up in between the two trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, this is a great one. 
Pamela, this isn't the great one. This is I'm, I'm getting to it. Pamela, I've saved two children from drowning, one while on a cruise ship. Wow. Lester knocked a butterfly out of midair with a dirt clod. <laughs> now that is impressive. Wow. Lester. Carolyn, in the winter, I carried water from a mountain spring with bear tracks around it. Don't remember ever seeing the bear. What? Janice, been kissed by a rock star. Katie, watched them film Mr. Destiny in my childhood neighborhood and met Linda Hamilton. Ooh, that's cool. Diane, knocked on Desi Arnaz's house during a glitzy party and asked to use his phone because our houseboat broke loose from the towboat. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's another one. See, I love stuff like that where it's like, yeah, it's crazy enough that you're knocking on his door, but it's because your houseboat set adrift. Lynn, dressed as Birdie, the early bird from McDonald's at a 4th of July event supporting the Ronald McDonald house, thought I was going to pass out. That costume is all foam Felt and wool. Real talk. That goes back to that time I had to get in that sweaty Omo costume that time. Oh, geez. You remember when we had the Easter thing and we had all the interns getting in and out of that sweaty, soaked Easter bunny? Yeah, the sweatiest, hottest oh, Easter bunny. God, I thought we were going to... Yeah. I thought we were going to kill them all. <laughs> yeah, I always felt bad for the last one. <laughs> oh, filthy. It was so drenched with everybody's sweat, and they're like, oh, God, do I have to get in there? Well, I mean, it's your internship. You do whatever you want. You don't do you, have to. Do you remember when we did the 4th of July, we had the hot dog costume that was real gross, and I yes. wore it all day, and it was, I mean, soaked with my Stank. sweat. Yeah. And then the dude from uh, Nantucket thought it would be hilarious and throw it on. And he, I didn't have time to stop him. He'd be like, you probably don't want to do that. He's like, look at me, I'm a hot dog. And I'm like, oh, he is just <laughs> all in my own stink. Danny played the role of the chicken man on the Chicken Town episode of Billions. What? That's a, oh, I'll have to Google that. Lynette buried a neighbor's dead cat thinking it was hers. And it wasn't dead. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Melinda watched all the episodes of the great British baking show. <laughs> uh, now, I see. I got to call you out. I know a certain somebody right here who's done that. I am Katie, all about that show. Katie has been pepper sprayed as a bystander in a bar fight while pregnant. Oh, I got pepper sprayed from a distance at the University of Maryland when they won the national title that one year. You got pepper sprayed? Uh, it wa- it was so much in the air, <laughs> I couldn't help it. Do you know my nephew, who is a Marine, um, got certified because he was pepper sprayed directly in the eyes. He got a certificate for that, uh. and it was some kind of it's it's stronger than what the police use, and it's like fifteen million on the Scoville. Oh God, it's that's pure capsaicin. And he said that his eyes were swollen shut for three days off of that. Danielle said she was on the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker show as a kid. Neat. Ooh, Brighton got bit by a baby alligator off the North Carolina coast. That's cool. I mean, not cool, but... (laughs) Donna licked Morris Day's hand on stage after dancing with him. Was that at our show we did recently? (laughs) It very well could have been. (laughs) Tony played saxophone on stage in the Ukraine. Now, we can't do all of these, but this just gives you an idea about how cool everybody is, man. This is so cool. I love stuff like that. that's actually really neat because it's funny like a lot of because I was thinking back like what what something that I could say and and I you know I don't know I slept in an igloo at Boy Scout camp 
Did you? Yeah, we built it and we stayed in it. Like, because being in New Hampshire, we had winter Boy Scout camp, so we had to drag a dog sled from station to station. She was and doing all the stuff. That's where I wore my mom's uh, pantyhose. Pantyhose. I was going to ask you if this was Boom, pantyhose. full circle. <laughs> Chrissy helped put out a fire in the woods in a nighty and slippers. Look at her go. Oh, wow. Sandra had a serial killer as a neighbor in an apartment building. <gasps> okay, Sandra, message me. I want to hear this story badly. I, okay, sorry. You're a weirdo. I, I, no, I'm sorry. I have a weird thing with the serial I know, killer. You're stuff. a weirdo. Mike beat Kip Winger in a game of pool. <laughs> I'm not going to do any more, but God. I, oh, Sheena took a selfie with a bear. <laughs> okay, Sheena. Was that the uh, smartest thing you could have done, dude? Isn't this cool? I mean, I could, I, I wish you know they've got this thing on on Facebook now, where you can click a button and make a book out of your pictures or whatever. Yeah, I would, I would make a book out of these. I would love to have these as a book, and but they would be great with pictures to go with it. Like her, her selfie with the bear would be just you know banging. What's crazy to me is that like. That to me is a podcast. Like that's a podcast I want to hear. Is like all of these? Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd love it if we all got a chance. To, like, I'd love to go through everybody's story and, and have them tell the story about what happened to them. Like that's oh jeez, and that, that just goes great. to show. It's like you know, you never know. Everybody's got some just something crazy that you really surprise you. God, so, I really want to know more about the Desi Arnaz one. Yours is is what yours would be sleeping in an igloo. I guess. I mean, I've done other weird stuff, but. You know, Dude, lived on a billboard. I don't know what covered mine in would bird be. poop. Mine, mine. Uh, I, I always think about maybe um, meeting the Rolling Stones, but that's a go-to. You know, we were in this business, so yeah, we, we, we're afforded what, that kind of stuff. Well, I was trying to think of stuff that didn't have to do with like you know stage or select. You know, like meeting musicians and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, the best I could think of is that um, fell through the floor of an old tobacco warehouse and. Uh, one leg went through the floor. The other leg went straight up in the air because <laughs> of the way I fell through the floor. I almost died then. I mean, I've got a lot of almost died stories, but. I don't know if I've ever really almost died. Got I've gotten lucky. <laughs> um, let's see. No, I mean, I've been places and done stuff, but nothing. It's like when you hear other people's stories, too, you doubt yourself. You doubt what yours exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. Like. Jumped off the side of a rock quarry into water so deep that I couldn't find my way back to the top. That's crazy. Yeah, that was. And, oh, my God. One time we were out there jumping off into the rock quarry and came out taking a break. And these three guys in full scuba suits came walking up out of the water. And we were like, do we run? Do we stay? <laughs> so that was pretty weird, too. We did that. We went and jumped off some, I mean, it felt like a cliff, but it was nighttime, but we, it was in the middle of the night. We'd been out and then it was down here. It was after I moved down here, I think. And then we went somewhere and jumped in the water somewhere and that was crazy. But did the guys in the scuba suits walk out? We didn't see them, but they were there. You know, are they you were there. serious? No, I don't, I'm just kidding. Oh, you're <laughs> killing me now. They're always, right. they're always in the water. It's them and uh, sea creatures. <laughs> I feel like we're just about out of time. Oh, yeah, we're at it. Okay, cool. Hey, thanks so much. If you've done something that you feel like no one else has ever done, let us know about it. We love to hear from you. You can call the Simon line at any time if you make calls on your phone, or if you haven't, you can do it. 336-373-0987 is the number. Get you on the Simon line. You can make a request. You can leave a comment, whatever you want. 
Go to our Facebook page. Go to our website, 987simon.com. We would just love to hear from you at any time. And if things go well, if they go right, we'll do another one of these podcasts in a week. You got a final thought over there, Splatty? Uh, I, I want you to – I got to go find the name of the girl who lived next to the serial killer. I want to hear that story. Oh, shoot. I already closed it. it was all right. One I of those, can find it. It was one of those names I mentioned. Uh, Sheila, Joni, Katrina. Mary. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. We love you. Next time. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.